Okay, the button's been pressed. It's green for go, so that means we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Xbox Live Party Podcast. And we're now up to episode 11. Yeah. Um, my name is Ash, and as always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, uh, Fabio. How's it going? I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you doing? Good, sir. Yeah, not bad at all. And obviously, we're also joined by... Um, False Alucard, Slayer Exclusive, The Jinner, and I believe KY Bob will be joining us for the podcast. He just isn't here at the moment, but uh, we can't delay any longer. So as soon as he's here, Give I'm sure he'll time. jump in. Give him the time. No worries. Yes. Yeah, so how how is everyone? How how are you, Alucard, Slayer, Jinner? How are you guys? Doing good. Very good. Doing good. Thanks. Yeah. Good. So, thanks, man. Oh, so what has everyone been playing this exciting week in uh, gaming? What about you, Fabio? Let's start with Alucard. All right, we'll start oh, with Alucard, whoever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go with Alucard first, then I'll be next, and there we go. Well, I've been playing... I started to play more uh, Gears 5, um, and I started to play um, some Elder Scrolls Online, trying to get into that nice. um i've been i started uh far cry 3 for the first time because i got that part of the far cry 5 like gold edition um but i got my new xbox series x so i'm kind of like going through like everything trying to check out everything i can and download everything so i'm playing like kind of like a little bit of everything you know going through all my games and seeing what what things have changed so it's kind of a crazy time right now for me. Nice. So, awesome. Yep. Were, were you able to set, set it up, your console? Yeah. And experience everything? Yeah, pretty much everything I think is set up. It's just, um, you do, I ran out of room already. So I had to transfer things to my external hard drive. <laughs> I was like, I've never, so that, that happened because the updates were so big. Like the next gen patches were so large. And so mm -hmm. I filled up, filled up the SSD pretty quick. I was like, oh, crap, I have tons of games that I have on my external hard drive that I cannot transfer over yet. So, Holy crap. Yeah, so you have to pick and choose, you know, unless you get an another that, that uh, expandable card. But otherwise, you have to have a, at least a backup hard drive for your games because you're not going to fit them all. I fit, like, what, like seven games i think on my ssd that's it holy so, crap because the those patches are so big man holy crap like fair, 60 fair 70 gigs 60 gigs each like it's just crazy i've just so. had to um transfer my call of duty black ops to um my external so because i'm not playing it at the moment but i don't want to delete it because it's like 130 gigs so I know you're paying, yeah. but deleting that has meant I can install another like five, six games on my internal. So I'm quite happy. Yeah, I'm trying to do, trying to do my backlog, but I have to like pick and choose then what what to transfer over then. So I'm getting there. So glad nice. Nice, nice. But like, uh, I think it's interesting that yeah, the patches are big, but they are worth to download because of all the upgrades that it brings to the games, right? Oh yeah, how fast they load. 
and the, the well, fast traveled so fast and mm-hmm. sea of thieves like playing some sea of thieves is like so fast and efficient um it doesn't seem like you're wasting your life waiting for things to load <laughs> thanks for, thanks thanks for remind me of every time that i play Thieves. <laughs> thanks thanks a lot i can't go back now well it's look, look at it three of us had next gen consoles and three of us were on the boat and it already filled like the um barrels and stuff before yeah. fabio had even loaded so yeah. it's crazy, I'm isn't sorry. it? Yeah, you get you get I'm you get sorry. a new console, you'll be fine. But it just shows you the yeah. how crazy the load time difference is, doesn't it? That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't that's believe amazing. how much quicker and how much time you save. It's that's that's probably my favorite thing of this current gen. And and the store it, is so fast. Like going through the the Microsoft Store and the UI is so fast. It's unbelievable. No problems, no hiccups. It's just unbelievably smooth. Yeah, compared to what it was previously. (laughs) Nice, nice. So about me, I'm very excited to announce that finally I will be getting my next-gen console. This is next Monday that we will start soon enough. I'll be be, uh, an Xbox Series S user. I did my research. I checked made my comparisons, I saw what I wanted, and the Series S fitted perfectly. It's just, I'm really excited to finally get my hands on the next-gen console, and really excited for the future of it. But I've been playing Sea of Thieves, a lot of Sea of Thieves, with these great guys (laughs) over here. Uh, Having load time is all, what, 30 minutes? And <laughs> I've been playing as well some Minecraft Dungeons because I always, since they made the Apocalypse 5, 3, 2, 1 plus updates, I, I'm really enjoying doing currently. And that's it for me. Nothing, nothing else more that I've been playing because a lot of work to do as well as I was dealing with this action console deal that finally is over. And soon enough, I'll get my Xbox Series S. That, then we'll all have to play Sea of Thieves and see exactly how quick it loads. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, welcome, Bob. Exactly. <laughs> welcome, Bob. Great to have you here. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, I totally lost track of time. I'm trying to get this template ready for the podcast that we're launching on April 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern and Adobe Illustrator, I was getting ready to pick up my monitor and throw it out the window. <laughs> do, do your make your announcement. What is the podcast? Go on, go on. If you don't know, Bob here is going uh, to create his new podcast, the Xbox Series podcast. Yes, um, it's going to be myself, Primus Gaming, uh, John Blue, which a lot of people know on Twitter, and Power uh, Power Man 4K. Nice. Uh, it's gonna launch on YouTube at seven Eastern on April the twenty sixth. After I get back from a fishing trip, and awesome. right now I'm like the technical director. I'm handling the stream, the templates, the graphics, everything, and 
I had everything ready. I was ready to import the template into OBS and then OBS had had an issue getting it. And when I opened it back up in Adobe Illustrator to see what was going on, nothing is where I left it at. And I'm just, oh, I was ready to pull my hair out. So you know, <laughs> welcome to the club. Difficulties. <laughs> welcome yeah. to the club in that sense. <laughs> oh, but I've been playing a lot of Outriders. Uh, I'm up to level 24 um with my character i'm up to world tier nine and i found out that if it's an area that you go through and you don't get killed at all because see when you start out uh, a certain area each when you come to the pause in between battles you've got a status bar uh with your experience on your current character level and your experience on your current world tier towards the next tier or the next level and if you make it through that battle without dying then the grayed out portion of the because you've got a solid line on your level and your world tier and then you've got a half line on your level and your world tier and your half line is your progress and if you die in the middle of that battle you lose your half line and you go back to where you were before you started that battle but if you make it through without dying then at the pause points between battle that half line becomes a solid line and you're you know you're good so i found that if you run through an area where you find out it's not that bad and you don't die very often then what you should do is re you know redo that area over and over and over to build up your world tier because you don't get anywhere on your world tier if you keep dying and you keep losing the progress you make towards it which it kind of sucks but it is what it is and I've also been playing Vermintide 2. I've found out that I love that game. That game is amazing. How did I miss out on that? It's just, it's awesome. Uh, when I get my Series S, please call me out to play with you because I really enjoyed that game. <laughs> it's on Game Pass, and I went ahead and, you know, just like many others out there that try a game on Game Pass, I bought it. I bought the Ultimate Edition, and I got a Game Pass uh, discount, and then I even got a Game Pass discount on the DLC expansion that doesn't come with the version that you get on Game Pass. It was, it was amazing. It's awesome. Uh, are you it. telling me? Are you telling me that even with Game Pass, you bought a game? What? Wow. No, no, yeah. no. That's inconceivable. No, no. It's impossible. <laughs> well, you gotta really... you you should move the industry industry forward. You <laughs> can't do remember, that. Remember, if it's not a first party game, it's not going to live on Game Pass forever. So if you really like it, and yeah. it looks like a game that's going to have some longevity in its life online, you're better off going ahead and taking advantage of that Game Pass discount and getting it for the cheaper price while you can get it. Yeah, so when it's gone. You you have it. Yeah, exactly. I did that with uh, War Groove because that was leaving Game Pass, and that game is like an interesting, you know, like RPG. So I bought it with the Game Pass discount before it left. <laughs> yep. Nice. I do like nice. War Groove. I haven't. I probably won't pick it up because it wasn't my cup of tea. But I did play it for a good couple of hours, and it, it's it's a nice little strategy game. I do like the art yeah. style and stuff like that. So, 
It reminds me of like Shining Force from the Sega Genesis. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Slayer? What have you been playing this week? Uh, yeah, before I get started on that, I actually uh, Vermintide Two. Definitely give me an invite on that because I actually do enjoy that game as well, and I don't really have anyone to play it with, unfortunately. So I'm definitely down to join you guys. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, um, well, I finished the first Fable, Fable Anniversary. I actually managed to uh, finish off all those achievements. I had a few missing from when I originally played it when it first came out on the 360. Um, played a little bit of GTA, just kind of messed around a little bit. Played a bit of Sea of Thieves with you guys. Um, and then other than that, I've been playing a lot of Outriders, trying to get through that game with a couple of buddies of mine. Um, we're also around like level 21, I think, right now, and we're tiered 9 or 10. Um, I think we're about maybe... 40 to 50 percent through the story i think um and also that you know i've been posting that up uh the playthrough of that on youtube on my channel and uh yeah and then today i actually did a couple of indie games just a little quick achievement games um i started like maybe two or three of those and uh yeah that's pretty much it for me and if I may add, um, I did learn something um, concerning. It's not concerning, but it's something to know. Before you finish the storyline in Outriders, in the end game expeditions, you do not gain and you do not lose world tiers. So before you finish the game, you want to reset your save points and go back and replay some areas until you've maxed out your world tier. You'll get the most out of the end game. If you have access to the maximum world tier level when you play it and you don't have it up the opportunity during the end game to advance that world tier level. So you need to make sure you have it maxed before you finish the end game. Nice, nice. Yeah. Gotcha. Good, Thank you. <laughs> good advice there. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, well, you can always go back during the end. Well, you know, after you finish the game, you can always reset your save point to go back and do it to get the higher tier level, but I would just rather go ahead and have it so I don't have to replay all those old missions to get it after I finish the game. Only Xbox Live Party podcast listeners are able to receive this advice, so... (laughs) Hey, we have real-world opinions from real-world gamers. That's it. That's it. What about you, Gina? What have you been playing, then? Um, to be honest, I haven't got to play a lot this week. Um, I tried Outriders. I've been having a lot of connection issues. I jumped on with uh, my brother and Avalve, and in a two-hour period, I was getting disconnected every 20 minutes. Avalve was pretty much every 10 minutes. And my brother, who was his world, he got disconnected about three times in that two hours. And after that point, we just gave up. But, I, you know, I've enjoyed the game. I loved the demo. I'm only at um, character level 11, just just for the fact that I keep getting disconnected every time I try to play with people. Um, and other than that, I played a bit of Shotgun Farms with you guys. That was yeah. great fun. Um, Slayer's mean with a AK-47, for those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never play shotgun farmers with Slayer when he has an AK-47. Simple as that. Okay. I was enjoying the first few games where my uh, experience was kind of carrying me out in front, but you guys caught up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Made it a lot more fair after the first few games. 
but no, that's that's about it for me, guys. I think I've got Sea of Solitude to finish, and when I get the chance, I keep jumping into Red Dead Redemption. Like late tonight, I'll chuck it on for like half hour now and then. I'm in chapter four now, and yeah, that's that's been my week. Nice, 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 nice. What about you, Ash? Uh, do you know what? I haven't played a huge amount. I mean, we played Sea of Thieves a few nights this week, uh, but solo, sort of on my own, I've played... Uh, I jumped into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is what's currently playing on the screen, just to sort of do the... They've done, like, the Easter uh, festival quests. So I think you can complete it and get everything in about an hour and a half. So I jumped in and did that quickly. Um, and then I was like... I fancy playing a bit of Assassin's Creed, but not Valhalla. I just wanted something a bit more, um, less open. So I've gone back and I've, I bought Ezio Collection a couple of sales ago. Uh, and I've been telling you I wanted to play it for quite a while. So I've jumped in on Assassin's Creed 2. And I've put quite a few hours in, on that this week. And I'm quite enjoying it. I mean, it's definitely nice. showing its age. But... It is a really fun game, and it, it's I, I really enjoy the storyline and the characters and stuff like that. So for the first time playing it, I'm quite enjoying that. Uh, other than that, I've played um, a couple of smaller games. I think it's Hell's Breaches. I played that. It's not very good. Um and I've been playing a bit of Call of the Sea today just to, on PC just to sort of try and get through that because it only takes like half an hour a chapter just to get through it. So I did another chapter today. I'll do another one tomorrow. Um, other than that, I haven't played a huge amount of anything really. Like I say, I've, it's been mainly just Assassin's Creed 2 at the moment to, to work mm-hmm. my way through it. Um, but yeah, looking forward to uh, playing that a bit more. Um, I'm liking how it's a lot more confined in some aspects like i love valhalla it was my favorite game of last year but it was huge awesome. and i still haven't got fr- i finished the story but there's that many secrets side quests and as a completionist who wants to complete it i've had to take a break because it's just dragging whereas assassin's creed 2 i'm about i'm on i've just gone finished numbers chapter six or dna sequence six so i'm over halfway or about halfway, and I've spent probably about 12 hours in game compared to 100 I've spent in Valhalla so far. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. I'm liking that it's a lot more streamlined in sort of some aspects of it. Yeah, the games just got bigger and bigger as time went on. I, I love games like that, definitely. And I, I, I it's great to see. And it, when you, when you, yeah, as a completionist, Valhalla is I'm, I'm having a break till the now till the DLC comes out at the end of the month. And then when I jump into the DLC and play the story of that, I'll then jump in and start getting the last few achievements I'm missing. Because all of them basically are sort of like the, the um, secret items and the side quests and stuff, because there's just so bloody many of them. So yeah, is, is the uh, is the Easter event still going on? Yeah, they've extended or? it for a week, but like okay. I say, all there is to it is there's um, if you've played the Christmas event, so mm-hmm. there's the, sh- the shooting things the same. It's slightly changed, but it's basically the same sort of event. The fighting tournaments there, but it's slightly changed, but it's still basically the same event. There's a put up decorations around your town a quest. There's a find Easter eggs quest, 
and there's a kill like a an an evil monster to, like to make a crown which turns out to be like a chicken. So like I say, you can you can go through play all of them in about an hour, an hour and a half, and then you might just have to play a couple of them um a couple of the mini games again just to get enough tokens to unlock all of the uh costumes and decorations and stuff like that so i got everything i wanted and i'm not going to probably do any more of those quests to be fair because they're not that exciting after the first playthrough so yeah yeah i felt the same way with the with the the christmas one yeah there's a little more than the christmas one but half of it is just the christmas one again so yeah it seems like copy and paste based on the video that we're looking at right now yeah basically um but um, like I say, the new DLC, the first piece of the season pass with actual new regions, new quests and story, that comes out 25th of April, I think. So as soon oh. as that's out, I'm going to jump into that. That takes place in Ireland, so it's a new area. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying that and playing that. I don't know when the next one comes out. That takes place in France, but uh, I've sort of held off but because obviously the this Easter quest was on and I wanted the, like, flower braided hair uh characterization option and stuff i thought well i'll jump in and play this quickly and then i'll play uh i'll play it properly when i, I get to uh <laughs> the dlc comes out and i'm hoping playing through assassin's creed uh Ezio collection kind of explains the end of assassin's creed valhalla a bit more to me because from what i've read online characters link into people from that game i don't want to spoil it but it would probably help me to have actually played some of the other Assassin's Creed for more than like 10 minutes. So that's my goal. <laughs> uh, like it may explain some, some parts, but not all of it. So every single Assassin's Creed ending is confusing than the other. <laughs> no, but there's, there's a certain, there's a certain character that returns or is you, he basically returns at the end of Valhalla. Uh, it's, um, you assume it's that person. But I don't know how mm. that person got there. So trying to figure it out without playing any Assassin's Creed games is very confusing. But I only bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I'm a big Viking fan. And as a Viking game, it's ace. But when they keep cutting you out to this sort of uh, real world sort of stuff, I, I had no idea what was going on in that bit. So I just sort of played through it and just got to the end. <laughs> Mm-hmm, fair enough. Fair. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I do play things backwards, like I say, but yeah, it's been really fun. Um, so before we move on to the, the news and stuff this week, big thank you to everyone that's watching us. If you can give us a quick share, just click the little button at the bottom and share this onto social media uh, so we can get some more viewers, some more commenters, some more eyes on it. That'd be fantastic. And if you're watching this at a later date, you're not watching it live and you're watching this on like YouTube or something like that, please give us a like and subscribe. Uh, give us a share on Spotify and stuff like that. Uh, and I've just noticed earlier, we were just talking about this off off screen, um, Twitch doesn't save all the videos permanently. So uh, if you do want to see the backlog, sort of like the archives of all the past episodes, you can only get them on sort of podcasting platforms and in video form, you can only get them on YouTube at present because I think it's going to be removing episode four in a couple of days. So, like I say, you've only got sort of like five weeks worth of six weeks worth of shows to go back on. Um, but other than that, we're going to jump straight into the news. Uh, so we're going to start this uh, episode off with basically just a selection of generic uh, news 
that before we get into the big topics. And obviously, if you've uh, seen the headlines of the podcast, our main topics today are sort of like E3 coming back. And what does that mean? And are we excited? And the other sort of upcoming digital conventions and events. And also all of the stuff that's been going on online with all the news coming out about PlayStation and all the weird stuff that they've been doing. So we'll get to that shortly. But we're going to get started first uh, with the general information. So anyone who has been on the internet today will have seen that there was an Age of Empires fan event. Now, uh, if you haven't watched it, it's about 29 minutes long and it's currently up on YouTube and uh, it doesn't really show a lot. It's got in it's got a lot of uh, in-game gameplay of uh, Age of Empires 4 and also had a bit of news about the Definitive Editions. But did anyone else here watch it other than me? I started to and then like, I wasn't really thrilled. I thought we were going to get a lot more than we got and that... I stopped watching it. Took started to take care of my podcast responsibilities on Adobe. Mm, I wasn't able to watch it, but mostly because life itself caused me to do some works and studies. But I was excited to see anything related to bringing Age of Empires for Xbox adapted for the controller and. Did we get something like that? No. <laughs> we got bugger all. That's it. Yeah, nice. so literally, I'm, I'm done here. there's no news on console ports, no news on even the old games coming to console. There's no news on a console version. Literally, it was it was a very weird presentation. It, it was good to see so much uh, content and like in-game, but it was mainly a showcase of Age of Empires 4. They have said a beta is coming soon. Um, it showed off mm -hmm. different time zones, different factions, different like uh, unit types. It looked quite nice. I mean, it looks like an Age of Empires game. It plays like an Age of Empires game by the looks. It does look like it's had a slight graphical downgrade from the original reveal, but that could just be because that was more CG than actual game. Um, and then uh, there's no release date apart from end of the year, so it's coming this year, but they haven't given an exact date. And then there's going to be like new content coming to Age of Empires 1, 2, and 3 Deluxe Editions, uh, including free content, paid content, and full expansions coming to all three of them. So uh, that's fantastic in that sense. And it's amazing to see how big and popular those games still are. But the, yeah, fa for sure. the fact there was no uh, Xbox console announcement or age of mythology announcements curses because that's a cool game i was a bit disappointed so um if you haven't watched it like i say it's super short like i say it's about 28 minutes i'm sure they said it was going to be 90 but it, it was literally half an hour and uh yeah it's good for some gameplay but i think you can get a cut down version online already for about four or five minutes of just the gameplay and then you can cut out all the weird guys in the background like that that's something that i'm not gonna lie about this thing with no information whatsoever about xbox sports is that it, it, it gets me angry because here's the thing they mentioned about making a port for xbox adapted to for the controller i think it was 
during the time of what was the year where they announced Everwild? XO 19 or XO 18? Must have been 18, I think. Yeah, was, 18. was it 18? Like, how many years was, was that? We are 2021. That was, and, and they mentioned that 2018 and still nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Like, I we think even, we could. We haven't even gotten ports for Age of Empires 1 through 3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be happy with just them right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, for sure. For just, sure. I just, just give us. It's just like. A, they could have at least tell. They should tell us something like, even though, even if they decide to say that, okay, we just gave up on doing this because it's not worth it. Yeah, they should just at least inform us. To be fair, I think they should just say, um, you need to if you need if it's an issue with the controlling, just release it on Game Pass for console and say you have to have a keyboard and mouse because it's compatible with it. If you haven't, tough luck, but it's yeah. on Game Pass. Yeah, I agree. My, pers oh, my personal opinion, really, I mean, I I'm, a I'm an old school RTS player. If you look at my PC, the only games that are installed on my PC are all the Command and Conquers, all the Age of Empires, and all the Halo Wars. Other than that, my PC is used for web surfing and content creation. Everything else is on my Xbox. And to be personal, uh, I yes, I enjoyed Halo Wars for what it was on my Xbox. But it is so much better playing RTS on a PC. That's where it belongs. And no announcement of a port to console doesn't really bother me because I think RTSs belong and are more accessible on a PC anyway. No, no, but that's a fact. That's a fact. It's just because I think it's nice for people that have curiosity to play an RTS but only are able to afford a console to have a game like that on their console. Like, that's what I mean. But for sure, the best way for you to play an RTS is on PC. That's a fact. No one and here will deny that. I'm totally... Uh, I'm it's totally understandable if it does come to console or when it does, which we don't know either or which one that is yet, uh, to require mouse and keyboard to play them. Because I can go out, I can go to Walmart right now and get a mouse and keyboard. It's just something to get me by for 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. On my console. Mm -hmm. but make that compatibility a... Is, I mean... Can you even use mouse and keyboard on your console yet? I haven't tried it. Yes, on yeah, about 20 can. games. It, they, I've, I got that Razer keyboard for the Xbox in, when they announced it was coming and all these games were getting compatibility and then they've not done anything with it since. So I want to see more games get mouse and keyboard support because I feel short-changed. <laughs> so over... Oh, go, go on, Jenna. No, I was just going to say, I know with the mouse and keyboard, haven't they recently added... Um, MCC and Gears 5 to the yeah, as well. they've added a couple to it, yeah, but like I said, not compared to how they sort of it started with a bang and then it's gone to sort of like yeah. a, a Peter. It sounded like it was going to be every game. You have yeah, exactly. It's, it doesn't make sense because 90% of the games on Xbox are on bloody PC. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's no, there's no excuse for it, but Hey ho, hey ho. We'll move like on. To... <laughs> what were you gonna say? Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one last thing. Overall, to sum up, we think that 
it should go to the console, but firstly, with with only keep being able to play it with keyboard and mouse for console, and then after a long time, they can adapt it for a controller. Are we okay with this? Because <laughs> yes. I think everybody will be happy with that, because I, I don't like playing on keyboard and, and mouse, but I do understand that it's way better to play it with those. I mean, they did do a very good job tailoring Halo Wars to the controller. They probably did the best job any game has ever done making an RTS run with a gamepad on those games. But also, at the same time, Halo Wars was very... You, yes, you had some things going on in Halo Wars, but you didn't nearly have as much going on in Halo Wars as far as an RTS goes as you have going on in Age of Empires. There is so much going on during a gameplay, you know, a game session of Age of Empires from your foraging to your attacking to exploring. To, there's so much going on that I find it... It's going to be difficult to get Age of Empires to run smoothly with a gamepad. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why, that's why I understand that they are taking so long, but I don't get it why they are taking so long to get to give us any info. Like, we are still working on this, but we'll try, we are trying our best to make this true. Like, I, I really hope that, that doesn't happen with flight, uh, flight Simulator. I hope we get it when we were promised. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm sure they brought out an update about that a couple of months ago, though. So I think that's closer to launch than <laughs> it just won't be on next last gen console. It'll literally only come to next gen, I think now. So, and I, yeah, I, I believe that game will be tailored very well for you know two analog sticks and you know your triggers and your bumpers and whatnot, and I've... using your D pad to control your flaps. And I think it'll tailor well to the gamepad. I played with a gamepad on PC anyway when I played it on my PC, so it can be done. So, obviously, it'd be nice that it was already pre-set up for that. So, But I was using yeah. just the general controls of it sort of mapped out to a pad when I was playing it just, cause, just for comfort more than anything. Where'd you go? Uh, not very far. I did, like, the, the <laughs> tutorial, and then I just sort of flew around the like as close to my house as I could get because... Uh, it took that long to download. I sort of lost interest by the time it Fair installed. It, it it was such a huge installation on my laptop. It literally filled my SSD, like my internal SSD on my laptop. It was that big. <laughs> and honestly, it didn't run very well either. It didn't run as well, like because obviously it's quite high settings. I had to turn some of the graphics down, like the draw distance and stuff, just to get it to run smooth. So I'd rather just play it on a, a console and get the a more optimized uh, sort of uh, experience, unfortunately, because I, I didn't, I don't like having to turn all the graphics down just so it runs as smooth as it, they show on the trailers on PC and that. So, as we get farther in the GDK with the RDNA two tech, the twelve teraflops that are in the Series X, it's just going to get better. Yeah, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> Something I just wanted to touch on. Do you guys remember that um, Tom Clancy RTS where you could use voice commands? Oh, that was Open War or something oh, like that. Oh, End, War. End, War. End War. 
So I'm quite why, haven't, why haven't any more games tried that? I think they could have moved on by now and kind of nailed it a bit more to help with you know using a controller as well as being able to do certain commands to group troops and you know quickly jump to certain groups, etc. Because Connect came out and pissed everyone off. Yeah, exactly. Thanks <laughs> for reminding us of that. And because of that, we are going to. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to move on to the next thing. Um, not the greatest of news if you're a PlayStation fan. Uh, Deathloop uh, was announced by Arcane Leon that it's been delayed. So they're delaying the uh, the launch of Deathloop to September fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Basically, they just want to give it a bit more polish. I'm assuming it's a COVID-related um, issue. They haven't really said, but they've uh, they just said they want to uh, improve everything. And obviously, health and safety is a, a goal of theirs. Um, it sucks for us because if you if you haven't got a, a PlayStation, there's a, a year exclusivity on it. So if it doesn't come out till September on PlayStation, then it's next September for Xbox and Game Pass. But I've seen Yuck. a lot of negative comments from people saying this is um, Xbox trying to negate the launch or they're trying to uh, minimize the um, the exclusivity window. And they just sound like morons on the internet. This is literally just going to be another delayed game caused by COVID and everyone working from home. And I, I imagine more games are going to get delayed as well. It, it sucks, but I, I'm sure people would rather it not be another cyberpunk. So, <laughs> fanboys being fanboys as always. That's why we do have some topics here later this episode that will make them really happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I just gotta. I have to speak on this because there was a uh, a, uh, a a person on Twitter who. Um, who posted, uh, you know, Sony has so much news dropping from month to month. Is this a a ploy from Xbox to slow things down? And I commented on that. And I'm like, news dropping from month to month. Have I missed something this year? Um, oh, yeah. What I news? Know. I don't know what they're talking about either. If anybody <laughs> needs to be slowed down, it's Xbox with Game Pass and day on you know acquisitions and day and date releases of third party titles of on Game Pass. It's there's uh, loads of news about I mean, PlayStation. What you're on about? They're shutting down the PlayStation Three store. That's the, all their news. <laughs> and they're delaying games. That's news. Yeah, it's just silly. It's so. stupid. It's just <sighs> fanboy mentality who don't have a clue. I believe there's there's just so many fanboys out there that only pay attention to one side of the news that they think what they're getting is a lot of news. And if they looked at the other side, they'd be like, wow, they're, it's banging over there. Yeah, but they only <laughs> get their news from like fake YouTubers that literally do videos just for clickbait. So if that's all they do and they think that's literally the real news in gaming, then... Mm. They're gonna be sorely uh, mistaken, unfortunately. I keep, I keep my eye on both sides of the aisle because, I mean, this is an industry where one side affects the other just as much as it affects themselves. Oh, oh ex yeah. exactly, and honestly, competition is good for everyone. Exactly. exactly. If you get lazy, Somebody... it goes wrong. <laughs> See, someone who deserves a shout out is the—I uh, don't know the guy's no. name, but he's, I he's, he's, to he's say the name. 
he's been great. He's actually embracing all the Xbox news and uh, which guy? The you know, rap guy. So yeah, oh, it's, yeah. A, it's a rap. I, I can't. I've got to figure the guy's name, but I love him. Um, but he's actually criticizing Sony openly now and embracing a lot of the Xbox news. And he's a massive Sony diehard. So some of them are slowly starting to report and call Sony out on it. That's yeah. They've got to do it because if you don't give the corporations, like if we didn't say anything, then Microsoft would have doubled gold prices. If we yeah. not said anything, then yeah. everything would be connect. And do you know what I mean? It's you've got to say enough's enough, and you've got to speak with your wallet. And otherwise, it ends up like Nintendo, where they they give you low powered oh machines and charge you seventy quid, and then literally tell you you've got to buy something by a certain time, or we're taking it away from you whether you yeah. like it or not, and if they oh, get away with a, it. We, in a crap remastered. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I rebought a oh new version God. of my favorite games every every generation. Well, <laughs> speaking about this on the later topic, you're going to be able to do it again. <laughs> no, 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 calm down, calm down. Let, let's follow the schedule here. So, let's, move um, on. let's move on. Yeah, so there's also uh, Tunic, the little fox zelda-esque looking rpg that's coming to game pass and xbox uh posted announced up a sort of all, i think um, announced i think on what they didn't announce anything yeah they it was announced 2016 but they haven't announced anything as such but they put a post up on twitter of a golden door which is leading many what people to mean? believe the game's gone gold which means it should mm. be released sooner rather than later um not we much else, so. but fingers crossed, that seems to be what it's pointing at. And yes, hopefully, because it was one of the best-looking idea Xboxy sort of games of the last couple of years, and it would be nice to finally see it come out. And I think a lot of people that like Nintendo will be drawn to that sort of game, because to me, that looked just as good as sort of like the remastered um, or the remade um, Zeldas on the Switch. You know, the one where he's, he's, it's like a remake. It might have been the SNES or the N64, eh, not the N64, the Game Boy ones. It's the yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got that same sort of look to it as that remaster that just came out recently. So, nice. fingers crossed, hopefully not, we'll have more news there. Not just the look of it, but the idea of it is really awesome. Yeah, exactly. Really excited for it. Fingers crossed, as always. Uh, then, next up, what are we going to say, Tori? It just looks like a classic Zelda game, doesn't it? With a fox. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like Croc is look is clearly a Yoshi game, but we've stuck a, a crocodile in it so they can get around it. <laughs> yeah. yeah those uh, classic Zelda games are so. I don't know. It's just something you could you could just dive. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Twilight Princess, for what it was, was amazing. And Ocarina of Time. But those classic Zelda games, man, they just got a niche that will never die, and they're always going to be loved. I'm I'm starting to love a lot of these like indie remakes and all sort of indie um, inspired like on classic games and remakes and like one I've not got on the list here, but they've announced that Alex Kidd in Miracle World's getting a remake that's coming out to all consoles and PC in the future and looks amazing. So keep bringing out retro remasters and hd upscale those sort of games i'm all for those type of games being remastered and remade ones that are from like snes nes genesis sort of times fantastic we just don't need remakes of modern games anymore i think we just want classics 
if if at all. So yeah. Um, moving on, uh, next bit of news is probably pretty good for Fabio. So uh, the Battletoads developer uh, is hiring for 2D artists uh, for a much loved established IP. Now it doesn't say oh, what this shit. is, uh, and it doesn't say who it's with. All it says is it's being made on Unity. Um, so it doesn't say if it's going to be an Xbox game. It doesn't say who it's going to be with or what it's going to be of. But it does say they're working on a established IP. What do you think then, Fabio? Because you were a big fan of Battletoads. Yes. Yes, I really enjoyed that game. I really loved what Delilah Studios did with it. And really excited to see few their future projects. I really hope that someday, I don't know, Microsoft buys them out. Like uh, um, with the way that they decided to make Battletoads with the humor and how well the mechanics felt for me. I really, really think that they could, I don't know, work with... Double Fine Productions and make a Conquer game. That would be I cool. I think they are really capable of doing that if they decide to do stuff like that. Would, really would, would that for it. Would it have to be a 2D um, platformer though? Because it sounds like they're, they're hiring 2D artists, so it'll probably be a 2D game again. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, if they end up being acquired by Microsoft. And mm. then they make a Conquer game with Double Fine Productions because mm. both of them have the talents and both of them have the humor for it. So I think it could work. What What do you guys think? Hmm. Yeah, Double Fine, I think, definitely should do it. Double um, Fine could do the humor, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what, they're, that's what they specialize in. They're so creative, too. It's funny though, because like I don't know if you guys saw this. I think it was like around Christmas time. Speaking of Double Fine, I think uh, uh, there was like an interview um, where um, I forget his name. What's who's the what's his name from Double Fine? Tim Schafer. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tim Schafer. So he said he was like saying like you know how he got all the comments from people like oh you guys should do another banjo kazooie game or something like that you know and, and he kind of laughed and he was like why why do people suggest that like that <laughs> and he was like i don't i don't know if that like kind of fits our style and you know like he's like you know i kind of love like what we're doing you know where we got to kind of get to have that creative freedom to create new projects um and so yeah he kind of like shot that down you know i mean obviously it could happen but it was kind of interesting it was like, there was a post last year as well that where tim Schafer said that if they would any day work on a rare IP, they would work with probably Blast Corps. And then Delilah sort of replied that and said that they would love to work on that as well. So, <laughs> To be fair, the only thing I want Double Fine to make right now is um, Brutal Legend 2. two and Brutal no. Legends. Yeah, I, Psychonauts is coming. I want, I want Brutal Legends 2 now. Please give me. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really awesome. You can see a quote of him saying now he's with Microsoft and Game Pass that he's starting to look at some projects that they kind of abandoned before because they wouldn't think that you know a publisher would sign off on them. Oh, so he's making real crazy stuff that he thought wouldn't get signed off before. So that that would be great. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. awesome. Um, moving on to more good news for Xbox fans. They've announced the first, well, another chunk of uh, Game Pass games coming to the service for April. So uh, we have got being added to, to Cloud uh, two games that I actually really like and my kids enjoy playing is Disneyland Adventures and Rush Dis- a Disney Pixar Adventure. It's a really weird name. Now, these came out originally on the 360 and were Connect games and were terrible. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. they were Connect, but you can now play them on Xbox One with or without Connect. And honestly, they're quite fun they little games. So much better. Yeah. Without Connect. <laughs> uh, fun little games, especially if you've got kids. I wouldn't maybe recommend them if you haven't got kids because there's not a lot to do in them. But if you've got kids and they like Disney characters, they like princesses, they like Toy Story and all those Pixar films, they'll absolutely love this. Uh, and the fact you can play them on your phone, I can't wait for it to come out on iPhone. I'm going to see if my kids can have a play on it and see what they think to it. Um, instead of like playing crappy phone games, they might enjoy them a bit better. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. That, those two, people have sort of scoffed at them online. And honestly, if you've got kids and they're Xbox exclusives, uh, and they've made. I'm sure they're Xbox uh, studio games as well. I'm sure they are. I'm sure that pops up yeah. at the beginning. Also, it was Asobo Studios that developed the, both of those games. Why we have? Why Xbox haven't bought Asobo baffles me. Like I say, they do so many yeah. good things. Yeah, I, I got no idea actually. And I'll let you go through the rest of the list. I just wanted to say my piece on them because it's a game I've played. Those are games I've put so many hours into them with my kids, and people like have just said how terrible they are, and they're not. They're not. They're not aimed at hardcore gamers. They're aimed at kids. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I do understand that, but I don't have I don't have any kids. But I play those, and I I like that. Like if you so if you have kids, and if you are still a kid, and in your heart, then that's nice. That's good for you. I really enjoyed it. It's just a game for relaxed, simple achievements. Really nice to do it. The other games that we have for Game Pass are NHL 21 on EA Play for console, the NBL 21 for console and yeah. console, Rain on Your Parade for cloud console and PC, Pathway for PC, Zombie Army Dead War 4 for Cloud Console NPC and returning to Game Pass GTA 5 for Cloud and Console. It's funny that you can play GTA 5 on your phone now, isn't it? Yeah. Rockstar and never bringing out GTA 6. They've got GTA (laughs) online on mobile phones now. That's it. That's signed the death warrant for GTA 6, hasn't it? For now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I really think that is interesting that GTA is coming back to Game Pass because they were way way before and then they are returning to it. So that means that we can have more games return to it, so like Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, hopefully. Do you know what? I I feel like games like that that have like big online components when the new will come out on the service for sort of six to 12 months to get that initial sort of oomph. And then a year or two later, we'll come back when they're not as popular just to get a bit more. So I can see that happening um, more often in the future as well. 
So I got a question. Um, somebody on Twitter, and I'm not really um, sure of the specifics, but somebody on Twitter said that uh, people shouldn't get so hyped up over Outriders coming to Game Pass day one or, um, out, or MLB The Show coming to Game Pass day one because in a month, everybody will have to pay the same $70 or $60 or whatever it is in your nation. Um that everybody else has to pay. And I was just curious. I've never seen a game in Game Pass for only one month. Aren't those three-month blocks that those games are in? Uh, three, six, twelve onwards. And only I only think like two games have ever been three months. And I think one of them was Grand Theft Auto V because it was for three months and then they swapped it for Red Dead <laughs> Redemption 2. Yeah. Right, so that one month statement just that's just fanboy fodder. There's yeah, it's just a lie. There's there's no sources. Um uh, there's literally nothing. They just don't like the fact that Avengers is coming and it's only three months. That's what it is. So on PlayStation someone, now. Yeah, someone shared a photoshopped image which had a leave it on X date. They showed it one month and um, a few Sony fanboys ran with it and shared it all over Twitter, but all you had to do was open the app on your phone and it doesn't give you a date of when it's leaving. It was clearly photoshopped. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's so stupid. Holy crap. And, it does, and even if it did leave after a month, which it isn't, but even if it did, you still can get it 20% off, so you still pay less <laughs> and you've still played it the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah, that's not progress from one from your game pass version to your own version either no it's exactly all all carries. yeah exactly, exactly. Um, it's, all, it's all clicks i gotta get attention <laughs> yeah. all... now the playstation fanboys are just going to love us because we do have some topics here on our schedule right now that we are going to talk about that they will love it what the fuck's going on with playstation <laughs> <laughs> they they have new leadership, man. It's time to make more money. That's what this is about. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. It's very odd. So a, a lot of stuff's happened. So if you if you haven't been following everything, in a nutshell, an article came out the other day. I think it was on the Verge that basically said Sony's putting all its eggs into AAA sort of uh, Uncharted, Last of Us type games. So Sony's focus is to make these big hundred million dollar games because they make a lot of money, um, and they get good reviews. So they're focusing on them, and because of their focusing on things like this, smaller games, indie games, and other games and other teams in under PlayStation have suffered. One such team being the people at Med Days Gone, because Days Gone 2 was supposedly cancelled, or the pitch was declined for a sequel, and they were f- basically made to go and help out on Uncharted whatever sequel it is now uh and they and also instead of focusing on new ips and stuff they're remaking or remastering or remaking naughty badoga the last of us even though it's already had an actual remaster it's getting like remade by naughty dog for ps5 even though it only came out like not very long ago compared so um, it was the PS4 version of The Last of Us 1, I think it was released on 2014. Yeah, and it looks and plays fine. I mean, the only thing is, I, is it backwards compatible on the PS5? Yeah, it is. So there's yeah, no reason I for it. it. I mean, I understand. I understand um, 
Oh, what was that game that came out at launch with PS5, the uh, Souls game? Souls? Yeah, Demon I understand Souls? remaking that because it was a PS3 sort of launch sort of window game. It isn't backwards compatible. There's no way to play it. So a remaster, a remake at least makes sense. But The Last of Us, there's already a remaster for HD, which plays on your current system. Why do you need to then remake it? There's just no point. Give, give, just... Yeah. Doesn't this mean that they're not going to make Last of Us 2 for a very long time? <laughs> I mean, how big is that team? Can they make uh, Last of Us 2, remake Last of Us 1, and also make something else? Like, I don't know if they can. I would assume Naughty Dog's probably their biggest studio. I mean, Sony basically nowadays sort of everything is attributed to Naughty Dog from Sony. I mean, Naughty Naughty Dog and Santa Monica. Yeah. So there's been a lot of angry reactions in the social medias and from uh, Sony fans online. There's been petitions to sack Jim Ryan um, or Lion Ryan. Uh, there's wow. been uh, outrage. There's been uh, people ripping up their game cases on videos. There's been threats. Mm. It's They've had a bit of a meltdown, bless them. Um, and that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but oh basically, PlayStation have got their own uh, focus, and they're sticking to what works, whereas I think people are just shocked at how, and I don't want to say revolutionary, but sort of like how it, Xbox has evolved this generation from this sort of shocking performance last generation. They Because yeah, they did yeah. so bad, they've gone, they've thrown everything out. Like they've gone for everything to try and recoup fans to build the brand back up, and it's starting to work. Whereas PlayStation, because they absolutely dominated like two to one last gen, they're just sat there laughing on a big pile of money, and they're probably like, "Well, we don't want to change because it's, why?" The decisions with their games are starting to sound like Xbox did last generation. So Xbox had Rise, you had Quantum Break, you had Sunset Overdrive, and they never commissioned sequels for them. Instead, they focused down on Gears, Halo, um, Forza. Forza. Whereas, you know, Days Gone apparently sold 7 million copies, and people really liked it, and they're not redoing it because it had technical issues and didn't score well on Metacritic. So the Mm -hmm. producer and the lead um, studio head have left, haven't they, in December? Yep. But here's the thing. Go go on, Juno. Sorry. I was just saying, so not only is them not renewing these games when people want it, you know, angering their customers and their, you know, their fans, but also the people and the talent they have working for them are leaving because they're frustrated by this focus on we'll just repeat the same few games over and over. Yeah, I know what I mean, but like, I think that they are doing that because they are, are trying, they will be trying to justify even more that $70 price tag because they're not going to try to do, again, something like Destruction All-Stars that is not a game equivalent to God of War, The Last of Us, Uncharted, and Horizon Zero Dawn, and then charge it $70. They want to continue to charge everyone that price tag. So for that, they want to make bigger game investments and the only games that they know that work with bigger game investments are these ones i i don't i mean i honestly don't see how it's sustainable um 
because I mean, if you look at their huge first party releases, if you look at The Last of Us, and if you look at Days Gone and God of War, and I mean, I know quite a few. I mean, online, I know more Xbox gamers, but like in real life, day to day, talking to people, I know more PlayStation gamers. And they're playing Fortnite, Warzone, Apex, Madden. They're playing games like that. And I don't see how only selling their games for full price, first-party games, I don't see how that's sustainable. Especially when you look at their long and costly development cycles. True. Now, it's not all doom and gloom because uh, the previous head of the create, one of the creators of God of War has come out and said that... Um, Sony is working on a counterpunch to Game Pass, which is obviously expected. Now, this doesn't it doesn't explain any more than that. It just says that he's heard that from people in Sony that they are working on a, a sort of a similar program or some sort of counter to Game Pass. Um, but that could be anything. It could just be putting more games on. It could be this whole backwards compatibility thing. But if they think that just putting backwards compatibility onto the PS Now will make it a competitor, it won't. It's the whole day one um, I think, third party and first party that makes Game Pass what it is. If, I if, think to compete... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but go and say what you say. I think to compete with Game Pass, they need to go a different direction other than PS Now. They need to lose... The PS Now moniker, because of what that is thought of, when you think of PS Now, you think of streaming games. You don't think of the Game Pass uh, method of downloading them and having them local. Uh, I think they just need to drop PS Now and go... I mean, they can keep PS Now for their backwards compatibility, but as far as the subscription service like Game Pass, they they need a rebranding. Sony Pass. That was probably so- to be ambitious as well because like their, their response to Outriders being day one was to put PS4 versions of Borderlands and uh, Avengers, which no one's playing on PS now, and lock you into the PS4 version where you can't upgrade to the PS5 if you own one. So the whole response there was just completely mistimed and actually angered people more than if they'd have done nothing. Slightly off topic, but in regards to Sony dropping the ball... Today's the day the one-year anniversary of Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. So technically, if, it is, if they haven't renewed that uh, exclusivity, could we see some sort of announcement this week? Because oh. it Look came out on... Keep track of their calendar. Came out on April the 10th. <laughs> so I'd rather have the four, I'd rather have the MMO come out, but there's a lot of people that I think would jump for the chance to uh, play Final Fantasy. I also feel though it will come out. I feel like that's the reason they've announced this weird next-gen upgrade. The remake, 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 yeah, where they've added like an extra chapter in because they'll have have exclusivity on that for a year. So yes, Final Fantasy VII is going to come out on other consoles and PC and that, but it'll have that one chapter not included. Does that make sense? So, and if that's the case, that's really weird. I'd have just paid for another year of it just to keep it off, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I, I don't think that game needs a remake. I don't think anyone looked at that game before. So, yeah, it's a year old or whatever. Let's, let's remake that remake because uh. it was fine. Like, <laughs> it's a next gen, like you got yeah. on the Xbox, where they just boost the frame rate and resolution could have done fine. There's no need for a, a remake. 
No, it was it was an odd one. And then there's also been fanboys this week uh, in agony that uh, there's rumours going around that the next Kojima game is coming to Xbox. Um, oh my god, the the hatred online of this from both sides mm. has been terrible. Um, <laughs> now, one thing that did come out of this was that Death Stranding made a lot of money on PC, which is funny because Sony didn't publish it on PC. <laughs> they only published it on PS5, and oh, PS4 should I say, and the, the, supposedly it didn't perform to their standards, which is why they weren't that interested in um, working on something else with with him. But it's come out now that it's actually made quite a lot of money on PC, so people obviously want to play his games. So... Holy crap. <laughs> but like, but like I, I'm not going to lie about the way that these fanboys are just desperate because of the Kojima business. It's really insane. Like, there was a... You showed us a picture of Kojima posting on Twitter, a picture of flowers or something like that, and then (laughs) there was a reply of a guy saying, don't do this to us. I'm not going to buy an Xbox even for you. Yeah. (laughs) There's been some crazy posts. It, do you know what? What could this could literally just be an agreement for Death Stranding to come to Game Pass? He might not even be making a game for Xbox exclusive. No, it's not hundred percent clear. I mean, I'd assume because Jeff Grubb said it, there's probably some merit to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very odd one. Like I say, I mean, I just it just makes me laugh and just Doesn't the meltdown of Sony people online. No. Really? No, they own, they they had it. They had publishing for it for a year on PlayStation, but um, or they had exclusivity on and PlayStation. But it was it was published by uh, a different company, or he, they self published it on PC. So that Sony don't own the IP to it. They don't own it. No, not from what I can gather. It's it. It was just that. It's where Sony are doing it now. They don't really buy the IPs and the the developers. They're just buying the timed exclusivity that's the sort of sony way <laughs> imagine imagine how everyone would lose their minds if the next game is pt yeah silent hills it's only on xbox xbox <laughs> I, I would laugh I, i'm not i wasn't that fussed because i don't i didn't I, it looked cool but i don't want a first person silent hill game but just for the sheer laughability of it and the amount of hatred and the amount of like angry basement dwelling parent living in the parents basements dwelling nerds that would explode and sort of like explode all over the internet for a week it'd be fantastic i hope that is it now just just so it gives me something to laugh at for a week honestly i mean honestly that's actually a lot of my entertainment from day to day now is watching these guys just lash out because they don't agree with certain decisions yeah yeah like, th- th- how funny would it be to see PlayStation fanboys now saying that Kojima is overrated? Oh, yeah. PT was never that good. Do you know what? I- I've seen a lot of people, like, I saw someone was attacking Colt Eastwood early because he said that Death Stranding was a good game overall, even though he said previously he didn't like it. But w- the way he said it was like, I think it's a good game. Oh, no, it's it's a good game. I know someone who's played it and likes it. He didn't say, I think it's amazing. He just said, it's... It's been. It was really well rated by critics. Uh, people mm-hmm. who've played it have given it 
good to mid reviews. Obviously, it depends if how you like the playstyle, but the story side of it, people have loved. Oh yeah, and I mean, I it doesn't look like my kind of game because I, I, it looks really boring to me. But the story interests me, and the world interested me. But I just didn't like the idea of the game. But if it came to Xbox and it was on Game Pass, so I didn't have to spend sixty quid, seventy quid on it, I would play it because I don't have to worry about being let down or disappointed by it. Um, mm-hmm. But Kojima has always been like that for me. It's been hit and miss. I love some of his games. Some of them I do not care for. I think they're a bit overblown. But it doesn't mean I don't think he could put an amazing game out given all of his ability and just if he was let off the leash, basically, to do what he wanted. A Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3? Wow. Exactly. I mean, 4 wasn't mm-hmm. good, but 1 to 3... And then, uh, I mean, I've, I have, I own Death Stranding on my PlayStation, and visually, uh, musically, and uh, the story, I think they're awesome, but going from point A to point B to get to those different story pieces, it's monotonous, and you are a delivery man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, man. It's like pulling teeth to play it, but the in-between points are, are really, really good. Yeah, that's it. That's it, and it, it it all depends on people's cup of tea, uh, and what they want to play and their old tastes and stuff like that. But yeah, but, Jinder, but that would be so thing. funny if it was Silent Hills. I didn't even think but of like, that. But here's the thing: like uh, this thing about is all about the person's taste. That's with every single game. <laughs> Like, uh, why can't people just accept that? Like, some people don't like The Last of Us. Some people don't like Halo. Some people really love to crack down trees. Some people hated Rise Son of Rome. That's okay. That's your taste. That's it. And that's true. Go on, go on, Jen. The funniest thing I keep seeing online is when people say they don't like The Last of Us 2. And the first comment is always, did you even play it? Oh yeah, yeah, and they did. And they're like, "Oh, but did you play it properly from start to finish as you're supposed to?" And so, wow, I didn't realize I had to go back and play the game a certain way. Otherwise, I wouldn't appreciate it. What, what What's funny is though, those, those people that say that are the ones that won't play a game if Metacritic says it's not a hundred percent or something like ninety <laughs> yeah. percent without, but they haven't played oh, it. Yeah. They just assume that because Metacritic tells them that it's a bad game. I don't, but I don't like, get he, people like that. Like my example, here's my example. Do I can I say that The Last of Us Two is a bad game? Not at all. Not at all. I haven't played it. I don't have a PlayStation Four to play that. But I am able to say because I saw videos, I read articles, I saw everything that I can't say that I didn't like the story. I didn't like the direction that they decided to go, and that's okay. But I can't say that. Overall, the game is bad. I'm sure the mechanics are way better than the first one. I just don't think that it deserves a game of the year just because of everything else, except for the main part that is what justifies us to play The Last of Us. That is the story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What you were saying about the people who love Metacritic as well is uh, they rave about Ghost of Tsushima, the slate, Gears of War 5, and I mean, Gears 5 has a higher rating. I didn't get 
nominated for Game of the Year like Ghost of Tsushima did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, to, and to be fair, Ghost of Tsushima, if, if the only options that we had were Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima deserves way more the Game of the Year than The Last of Us does too, in my opinion. I would be more likely to play that game out of the two. <laughs> From what I've seen of them, that game appeals more to me. Also, one thing I noticed online today, and I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it to you guys, everyone was praising that the new Oddworld was coming to PS Plus day one. Is it PS Plus or PS Now? It was PS Plus it came to. PS Plus, it's but not on now. Seen, I haven't seen a single person talk about it or tweet about it. That's because like, it, it got like a 72 on Metacritic and they don't want to talk and mention that. All right, okay. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. No so, they're starting, so they're starting to put their uh, new games day one. It's starting. Yeah, but only on Plus. Yeah. It's like their Xbox Live Gold. I think it's only a timed exclusive as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's 71 on Metacritic, if you're that bothered. That's probably why they're not discussing it, unfortunately. Why why would you be bothered? It's a game. Go play it. As long as it plays like the old Oddworld games, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. It's it's a very niche game though, Oddworld. I must admit, Oddworld, mm-hmm. you, you you either like it or you don't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's very. It, let's just say that is very odd. Yeah, Sorry I just I that. just remember when I played it as a kid and not knowing anything that I was doing except farting, and it's like follow it's me. Funny that most of the people follow me. What? What is it, Bob? Oh, I'm just thinking. I think it's pretty funny that I bet most of the people that are boasting Oddworld day one on. PS Plus have never even played an odd world game because they no. are odd. They've probably played that one that was a shooter that came out that yeah. got a remaster a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's nothing like the rest of them. <laughs> no, nothing like them. I mean, oh. no matter what, it's still on a on a service though. You know, it's still on a subscription service. So they're starting to embrace the you know putting newer games on their services you know it's 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 all gonna happen have you seen the funny stuff on uh twitter that from sean Layden, who used to be like head of one of the heads of uh he was the the head of playstation america He, he was the predecessor of June Ryan, I think. Yeah, so he left in 2019, but it, everyone's been like, ah, oh, I remember when we used to have Sean Layden, obviously because of all this stuff about uh, Jim Ross. <laughs> he keeps liking and retweeting stuff where everyone's like, ah, oh, Sean, Sean Layden was great. <laughs> Bring back Sean no, Layden, and he, he keeps liking them all. Yeah, um, not just that, the, the, the tweet saying that Jim Ryan... Killing PlayStation and please bring back Sean Layden. Yeah, he keeps liking him and it's so funny. Stroking his ego, huh? <laughs> no, and I think and I think that's funny because first of all, this thing about that PlayStation it will be doing for what we saw that is ignore ignore small projects and keep doing the Last of Us, Horizon, God of War, Charlie, that are the only the big things. But with less variety, because this is what gave us more money. That started with Sean later. Later, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. That's it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So it it's a weird that thing. Before the riot, so yeah. We don't know what Sony's doing, but this the shot. They're shooting themselves in the foot at this rate. I mean, 
this Game Pass counterpunch better come soon or they're going to get... Um, yeah, the match is going to be over the boxing match because they're not throwing any returns. That's it. They're just taking too what, many punches. What, what do you say then? If they don't make any Game Pass counter push, they this would be another PlayStation Three generation. No, I still think it'll sell really well. I think they could do change nothing at all, and they'll still probably well, outsell Xbox. But Xbox will catch back up again, like they did with the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And yeah, yeah. Or, or they might not sell as many consoles, but the Game Pass subs will push them past. Does that make sense? So yeah, more revenue. Because like at the moment, Xbox is still getting beaten by um, PlayStation in everywhere, apart from like India. So number one console in India at the moment, Xbox Series S. So um, but, it's just how it is. Like that, that's kind of obvious that will happen. Like PS4 did really well last generation. Big congrats today. But in general, PlayStation was always more popular than Xbox. Like PlayStation, there's people that are buying a PlayStation Five right now because they started playing PlayStation since the first one. So it's their childhood, and because of that, they have a really big and respectable, respectable love for it, and that's nice. That's great. Like so, it's kind of obvious that PlayStation will outsell Xbox, no matter how good Xbox is right now, this generation. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Matter anymore. You know, console sales we know that that's that's not what they're going by anymore you know so no it's mm-hmm. yeah. player numbers exactly. now isn't it and subscription numbers and you know, all that sort of jazz um but yeah there's an, other than that there isn't a lot of news on the playstation front it's just a lot of angry fanboys getting upset and <laughs> misinformation being spread around and shit slinging at each other if you find any fanboy, toxic fanboy poses, uh, send us a screenshot. We would love to have a laugh with that. <laughs> and, when, and when we say PlayStation fanboys, I just want to make sure everybody listening is clear. We've got nothing against people who play on PlayStation. For sure. Um, just because we're the Xbox Live Party podcast. I mean, a lot of us play on PlayStation as well. We are referring to those closed-mind individuals who only play on one console and say they will never buy an Xbox. Or any other console. And it it goes both ways. There's there's people like that on Xbox that just spout tosh. But yeah, we're only... When we say fanboys, we mean the the bottom-dwelling scum of online and the internet that just like to argue and spout crap just because they want their plastic box to be better than someone else's plastic box and it's silly because like i say i play i play on any console i don't currently have a ps5 but when they become readily available and reasonably priced i'll probably pick another one up but right now i'm more than happy with my xbox and all my my uh older consoles you know what i mean so yeah I put a post earlier on um, the developer of Kenner uh, put some new screenshots up, and I think that game looks amazing. And it's obviously on the PlayStation 5. I, I remember when it came out, it was listed as like a timed exclusive. It is, yeah. Um, Two years or a year. A, well, there's a rumor going around that Sony might be looking to tie up the developer. So I posted on there just saying, this game looks great. 
Um, I think it's like the most mm-hmm. exciting PlayStation game, and I can't wait to play it on Xbox. It's a shame I have to wait a year. Um, the developer tweeted back and said, we have no announcements or, or plans yet regarding other consoles or platforms, which is a bit weird, because I remember when it was announced, it was announced as a timed exclusive. It's Yeah, um, but they're not allowed yeah. to say, even though it's, they've yeah. said it's yeah. timed, they still can't <laughs> say it's coming, no matter... Like, this is like with Final Fantasy. It could drop mm. this week, but they literally can't say it's going to drop. It might not. They might not be allowed, and they might have signed a new exclusivity, but... A lot of the deals, the way Sony does their exclusivity deals, it's like you cannot even mention the other console. Look at Avengers. Look, that was a cross, that was a multi-platform game, and they refused to talk about <laughs> Xbox. So you can yeah, see the I, sort of. Here's another example: PUBG. When people were say, during the time when PUBG was released on PlayStation, before that, a little bit before that, the. Tencent, I think Tencent is a PUBG developer, they were saying that they had no plans or nothing else and they couldn't say anything about new ports. It's just a contractual obligation. With with that post that I put on there, straight away, Toxic Sony fanboy. Uh, ah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, mm. by, uh, Buy a PlayStation Xbox. I was like, oh, great, thanks for that. You don't even know if <laughs> he knows nothing about me. But straight away, I'm just saying how great the game looks, and immediately it's well, buy a PlayStation Xbox. Again, again, if you didn't understand what, <laughs> if you didn't understand Bob from what he said, it, we are the Xbox Live Party podcast, but only because we prefer Xbox, not because we hate the other platforms. We we love PlayStation, we love Nintendo, and we want them to succeed. But we only h- hate fanboys from PlayStation, from Nintendo, and as well from Xbox. If you do find as well any fanboy cringe posts from about Xbox from Xbox fanboys, send us to us. We will make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> that Kenner Bridge of Spirits is also coming to PS4 and Windows on release. So it's not nice. just it's not just on PS5. It is currently scheduled for Windows, PS4, and PS5. I think it's coming to Epic will Game we, Store on PS uh, on PC. Will we look that good? Who knows? On PS4, like that, I'm curious right now. I thought they only on PS5 because of <clears> PlayStation <throat> marketing <clears throat> and peaks or. Um, Bear in mind, that. remember that PlayStation show where they showed all these games off that said PS5. 90% mm-hmm. of them are now coming to PS4 and always were coming to PS4. They just negated to put that on the trailers, which I, I hate. That's the worst type of marketing, in my opinion. It's it's lying, but that's not that I don't, I'm not in charge of Sony. So, hey, lying. yeah, <laughs> we'll move on to the better news then. <laughs> our last topic for today, which is uh, E3 is back this year in digital or virtual. In a digital form, uh, thank God, thank God. Uh, I'm just trying to find the article with the information on it. So just go with me, unless someone's I got it to hand. There was there was something that I heard of that E3 was the organizers of E3 were trying to make the events to be a paid event. So you needed to pay 
an amount of money so you could have access to the stream like and people were holy shit what the fuck are you doing stop that and then they <laughs> decided to not do that and it's going to be free was that true were they trying to make a, a digital e free digital events uh paid events no idea but... well, i thought that was just for like PC users that wanted to have the same experience of playing game demos like they would normally do on the floor of E3. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I don't think that the showcases are going to be paid. I think it was. Yeah, like. Ah, nice. So they've announced that it's coming on June the twelfth to the fifteenth, um, and uh, a lot of publishers have already been announced. So Xbox, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, Konami, Capcom. Um, Nintendo have announced that they're doing something at the same time as well, but Sony are skipping it again this year, uh, so they will and? not be there. Um, they haven't put... An, uh, I don't know if EA have been announced yet. I'm just it's looking on. I'd assume so. There's going to be loads of people there, but obviously out of the three big publishers, like the games, the console manufacturers, uh, only Xbox and PlayStation aren't going to be there and Nintendo are going to be there. And I, was it Jeff Grubb that said that the way they're thinking of doing Xbox is it's going to be like an Xbox Game Studios show then leading straight into like an Ubis, uh, a Bethesda show? So it'll be like two shows in a row. So to show that they're nice. together but also keep them separate. I don't know if that's the 100% confirmed but I'm sure he posted something about that on Twitter which would make sense. But... Yeah, the way you explained it was like these things take six, seven months of prep work. So they've already been working on these for three, four months. So they'll just, instead of merging it this year, you'll have Xbox and then maybe one game will appear, one big game to catch people's eyes. And then in the Bethesda show after, it'll then go into more detail about the game and explain it. I think they did that before with one of the Fallout, I guess Fallout 4. Todd came on stage, didn't he? Just kind of announced it and said, you'll you'll find out more later, and then they unveiled further at their event. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think that... What do you think that... Bethesda would make any Starfield announcements for this E3? Or would they try to do anything during the end of the year? I, I would say if it's ready, they'll announce it. At E3, if it's not ready, they won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. But like, if they had anything ready, would you think that is best for them to announce it right now, or to announce it after so it gets real close to the release date? They normally announce it six months before it comes out. So if it's coming out at Christmas, like end of year, they'll announce it at E3. If it's not coming out okay. this year, then they'll probably announce it at games, the game show at the end of the year, the award show, or some yeah, some other. Enough. Now, we... yeah, Expo, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you guys all think to E3? Because I have, for one, have missed E3. I know last year everyone was like, E3 is old fashioned. It's uh, it's run its course. We don't need E3 anymore in the world. But after last year and how last year's gaming shows were wrong... That just proved, that just proved us wrong. Yeah, because I missed E3. I missed the mm-hmm. the um, focused week-long showcase where I know all the major news is coming, whether even from people who aren't at E3, they release, they release it that week because all the eyes are on it. And I honestly hated waiting all between 
all the year randomly for random shows to get my hopes up that it was going to be like an E3 show, and 90% of the time it was crap. Um, and that's from all publishers. Uh, at least yeah. you know when it's going to be E3, they're going to show the best stuff. And you know, if that's the best they've got and it's rubbish, then they're having a bad year. But last year, you couldn't tell whether it was just this month's video or what. So I, I'm really excited for E3 to be back. Um, I don't know about you guys, though. Like, for for me, it's curious because, like, I about the Xbox had that May events where they announced some some games, but it was a really bad choice of words during the marketing of it, like the first glimpse or next generation. And the quality of the stream was really bad. The games were nice, but still, the overall, the event was not very good, uh, even though it has a, a nice amount of rights. And then we had the Xbox Game Showcase, which I loved i really enjoyed that that but still i really missed uh an e3 event and it's funny because the best xbox events that we had recently that just was way better than everything that they decided to do last year was the bethesda roundtable how curious is that i mean i think it's Xbox is they're better suited to this stage and not really these digital events because every Xbox digital event that I've seen uh, has just been subpar. I mean, even the round table, because it was like that in-person it had that in-person feel to it, like a stage show of theirs at E3 would be was much better than any of the digital showcases that xbox did because that's just what they're more tailored for you know they're made for that stage and and sony on the other hand sony their digital events have been a lot better than xbox's digital showcases because uh, i just think they're tailored more towards those type of events even the last show that um the last show that Sony did on stage at A3 I felt was somewhat subpar they were they they just were losing their 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 relation with that type of presentation yeah but E3 as an industry we need E3 E3 is our is our like our where your uh, what's that the your your yearly um, car manufacturers show where everybody gets together and shows everything. As a gaming industry, we need E3. Yeah, because everyone E3, comes together our, at the same time, don't they? Right. Our roots are... We're rooted in E3. And I, to be honest with you, from my honest opinion, Sony started stepping out of E3 when Xbox released the Xbox One X and started banging with Game Pass. And I think they stepped out of E3 because at E3, they were always, it was always a direct competition between the platforms at E3. And uh, they didn't want to be directly, com you know, compared with the other platforms. So that's when they started having their own shows. Yeah, they can they can dictate the nar the narrative if they do it at a different time on their terms. Um, yeah. yeah, but the, I don't believe it. It had anything to do with the relevance of E3. 
No, I, I, it's not about money or anything either because everyone watches E3. They clearly have it in the budgets and stuff, but I, I definitely think it was as soon as the power narrative and the sort of the argument narrative they could swing, like when they came out with that bloody video of swapping games over in hand, they were happy yeah. to be at E3 then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's because like they kept on showing the same games over and over again, you know. <laughs> they they didn't have any new news. Yeah, Sony has sure. the horrible the horrible habit of showing a game six years before it comes out. Yeah. And then you just get a little tidbit every E three about the game, but still no release window. Well uh, look at yeah, but they, they did that with God of War last year and everyone went insane. They literally showed a, a trailer. Uh, I didn't even show a trailer. They showed a, a logo, logo and said, and "Yeah, it's just... yeah, it's coming next year." Everyone went mad, like it was the second coming of Christ, uh, or something stupid. <laughs> and they just showed a picture of the logo. There's not one scrap of evidence that that game even exists right now. No, there's not what? one picture. What? There's nothing, and it's supposed to be out this year. And there's no way it's coming out this no, year. It's no, it's it's a, another and... lie. <laughs> And the people who were excited for the for logo are the people that criticize Xbox for only showing a trailer <laughs> of Perfect Dark and Hellblade, Hellblade 2. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I mean, we all, I mean, these shows, we want these shows. And the problem is, like, with E3 and other shows, people complain so much about them. And then, they might stop doing them because people just complain and complain and they're never happy with anything. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I really don't understand is if anyone already talked about this topic, but is fanboys saying that Sony is above E3 and they try to show numbers of one of their online events in comparison with the views from 2018. A3, like, that's so stupid. I I would they really like to see that demo thing Xbox did. You know, all the demos that were shown at that show were then added to mm-hmm. Xbox for a month. I hope they do yeah. that, something mm-hmm. similar at E3, because I thought that was absolutely fantastic when they're like, oh, this is our idea Xbox, look at all these cool indie games. And then they were like, and now you can play them all right now, demos of all of them, like it's a digital con i hope they do something like that but maybe with some of the bigger games as well not just the idea xbox give us some demos do... i miss demos that, that's I a nice want... question Go on, Bob. what i want from e3 from microsoft this year i mean honestly i want i, I want to see a stage show even if it's a closed set from their microsoft uh what is that that uh the Microsoft Theater, they have right across the street from E3, where E3 happens in L.A. I want a closed set, stage show, everybody there. I don't care if the people on stage are six feet apart. I want to see a stage show. I want to, you know, from, I want to, I want it to harken back to the old E3 shows, even if there's nobody in the crowd. I don't need to see the nice. crowd. I just want to see my guys on stage getting yeah. down. That's it. Nice. We, need, we need more Keanu Reeves as well. He can come yes, out. He can yeah. come out. He can come out and apologize for Cyberpunk. I want to see. You know. You remember? <laughs> I mean, it was a Michael Bay. Yes. 
<laughs> when they announced Forza 7, they had a Porsche on stage. I mean, come on, who else does that? <laughs> when they, did you remember when they announced the the Lego version and they brought out a cut? Yeah. The, the car version of it. I was uh, like, Mac, yeah, uh, a Mac, a McLaren Senna made uh, out made out of Lego. That was really fun. What one thing I don't want though is, which I'm quite glad they can't do this year because there won't be anyone there. Is do you remember when they did that horrible bit with gears and they had it underground? And then they had people play, and it was like, I don't care, just show me the gameplay footage. I don't need to see people sat playing it. I don't need to see people yeah. sat on the stage playing Forza Horizon or whatever it is. Just show me the gameplay. Cut all that crud out. Cut out the stage. I, I want a stage show, like you say. I want to see them on the stage presenting it. But cut out all that weird stuff where they have like the semi-interaction with fans and fake actors playing games. Just come out, introduce yeah. it, show it, chat about it, move on. That's all I want. Yeah. They had technical difficulties with that too, didn't it? They had like <laughs> yeah, it was separate, awful. They had backup streams in case somebody on stage their stream didn't go right. So they had backup streams, and then they had, you know, they were trying to um, time it correctly with the people talking about what was going on, and they had a problem with that. Just call that out and give me the give me the nugget in that candy bar. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's all we want. To be fair, there better, the better be a lot of announcements this year. I want to see world premiere over and over and over again. <laughs> right, it's all I want to hear all night. Yeah, that's it. Okay. One question that I have, especially because Ash mentioned about ID Xbox, like usually during other E3 events, they said that we have 70 games or 60 games to show you, and a lot of them are from ID Xbox program. Would you say that now that we had the ID Xbox events during the start of this year, they would show that many ID games on E3? No, I think there'll be a cut down video. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we disagree straight away. <laughs> no, I think they're still padded with them. Chuck them in now yeah, I, I just, I mean, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna give them an extended look. I think they'll put like sixty in like a two, three minute video package, like they always do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, they have just announced a fan fest event that is focusing on idea Xbox games and future Game Pass games. Um, so they could end up putting more ID Xbox into side events around E3. The, mm, now, now I'm curious, even more curious than before. So, well, for so anyone that hasn't did... seen that, uh, where they did FanFest last year, and you could sign up with your gamer tag, and mm-hmm. you could watch all the streams and enter all the giveaways and that. That's back. So log into the same place as before, or check your email because I got an email about it. Um, and there's currently, they've said there's going to be more of them, but the first one they've announced, it's talking about idea Xbox games and Game Pass and stuff. Uh, it's spaces are limited to 10,000 people. It's just an online uh, sort of, I'd assume like an interactive Zoom thing with uh, the trailers and the discussions. But they will be taking questions. People can send their gameplay in and stuff like that. Um, but that's live now. So I, I would Google uh, fan, Xbox Fan Fest, log in and uh, apply for that just it's an hour and a half show 90 minutes and uh yeah I, i've applied just because i'm interested to see more about the games and stuff so 
and a lot of the swag that they sell, like you'll, you know, they have timed periods where they're selling certain pieces of apparel. I've ordered some of that stuff and I've shown pictures on Twitter and people have asked me how I got it. And that's the only place you can get that swag. I've, you can't mm. find it after the fact. Yeah, I was looking at that yesterday. They currently have like Xbox Fan Fest, like t-shirts, hoodies and mugs that look awesome. And then on the back, it puts your gamer tag on the back as well. It's, oh, they're all awesome. cust- they're all customized. They're not cheap, but I'm tempted to get a mug and maybe a hoodie, just because it's oh, got like yeah. the Xbox logo on the front, and it's grey, and it says and it says Xbox in it or FanFest, and then Xbox in green. And then on the back in green, it's your your, uh, your gamer tag. But yeah, you have to log into the FanFest section on the website to get them, and it's only for a limited time. Nope. You know, another thing I'm excited for. Um, you you all remember when we saw the uh, you remember when we saw the Halo Infinite uh, gameplay uh, presentation that we, nobody was really thrilled with the with the visuals. And yeah, that's what kind of forced mm-hmm. the delay. Well, you remember at the very beginning of that gameplay reveal that was a demo that somebody was starting. I do believe we're going to get access to a demo sometime this year. Yeah, uh, I, hope so. I hope so. The way Xbox They're have gonna... turned it around this year wouldn't surprise me if they go all guns blazing at E3. Because there's yeah. the, these console, um, like the lack of consoles available, isn't going to end until the end of the year at earliest at this rate. So they may as well Damn. go all guns out now to draw people in ready for Christmas. So that, that that's it. We just bought Rockstar. Deal with it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> turn ten just announced they're allowing people to register to play parts of the new Forza, aren't they? Before it's out. It's like yeah, you you could now apply for the beta for turn for Forza Motorsport, oh, not yeah. the Horizon, just nice. the announced Forza Motorsport. Uh, you can sign up on Turn Ten website i believe i did it i i haven't had any sort of confirmation or anything but you can do that which is awesome um yeah remember a while back you were able to sign up for the halo infinite beta and we haven't heard anything since we've signed up no i think it's coming i think it'll be e3 i think they're just sat wait i think you know what i think that game's pretty much done they're just polishing it and making it look as shit as possible Mm mm-hmm I don't it was think content complete, wasn't it, in like January? So they literally finished everything in January. And since then, they've just been redoing the audio, redoing the graphics. Like just yeah, make it run well. Play. I can't wait. I am actually really hyped about into, it. A lot goes into yeah. game engine development, and Slip Space was literally from a ground up brand. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, like, Speaking of upcoming game events that people have forgot about, was during the Bethesda roundtable, they said they were going to show something this summer, didn't they? Bethesda and Xbox were going to put an event together to show the games. Yeah. Haven't they also just announced... They have just announced a What's Next for Gaming as well, haven't they? Or some kind of What's Next for Gaming event from Microsoft as well? Yeah, they do. Let me me see if I can find the link here. I don't think that's... uh really gaming related though i think that's more like tech yeah. it wouldn't surprise probably, me probably. show, show so, us a vr headset that's what we want 
Don't don't hype this event that much. It's probably more about tech than anything else. Let me see here. To be fair, though, Hololens that I can wear around the house and play games in the living room on a screen nobody else but myself can see. (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) That would be interesting. But um, with E three only being two months away, um, I don't know if there'll be a a show in June uh, in May. I feel like there might be something small, but I think they're going to save it all ready for June now. When they announced that, they might not have known if E3 was even going ahead. Do you know what I mean? So, well, but yeah, it's possible. I don't see them blowing the load in next month for a Bethesda Microsoft thing and then not having much for E3. If they're going to do anything, it's going to be a digital E3 week and they're going to just like, it's going to be everywhere. They're going to just go mad. Could be a way to pre-hype it like Sony do. They could just drop literally the logo of the games that are going to be at E3. Yeah. Also, we'll have to have a new Fallout and an Elder Scrolls. We'll see you in a month. Everyone will lose uh, their mind and sit around for a month waiting. <laughs> I do. I do have the link about this. What's next for gaming events of Microsoft? Should I talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what you need to know. Uh, according to a report from ZDNet, Xbox has another event lining up in the coming weeks. And here's here's what the website says in topics. What you need to know. ZDNet's Mary Jo Foley reports that there is a What's Next for Gaming event on the way from Microsoft. It's likely to be tied up to build 2021, the company's big annual developer conference. While there likely won't be games reviews at this event, it should offer a glimpse of at upcoming tech and features for the Xbox platform. So it's way more tech than anything else. So don't need to hype that much, but it's interesting if you are really a fan of hardware and tech. I think it'd be interesting. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. This is something that uh, you know people are more educated, and <laughs> it might kind of gets people excited for what's what's to come, the future. So I, yeah, I think it's important. Oh, definitely. There's gonna be some people on Twitter going, "Can't wait to see Gear Six tonight." <laughs> oh yeah. yeah no. Where is Elden Ring? People saying that this event sucked because there was no games. Yeah. <laughs> right, and so no true. Faith left. <laughs> Bullshit, there's no games. No, there's too many games. <laughs> it's just it's just like idea Xbox. What do you mean there's no Halo Infinite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for XCloud to be able to be streamable to my console so I can save on some space somewhere. Damn right, yeah, I cannot wait for yeah. that. I don't know. I'm looking forward to they they put um, the upgraded, you know, like they put the Series X tech into their servers, and that's going to be good. So, I think that's what we're waiting on as far as the the streaming to our consoles from XCloud. I, I think they're we're waiting on the the Blade servers because who wants to stream a game to their Series X when it's off a of Xbox One S Blade? That's I don't know. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, that, it looks great on your phone. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, on my yeah. big screen through my Series X, I want what my Series X is capable of. Like, mm. do you guys know that the quality, if you stream 
remote from your Series X to your phone? Is it is it better performance? Because I haven't really tried it yet. Or is, um, I don't even know. No, I'm, it's really hard to tell. But right now I'm having it on my phone. I don't know what it is. The last couple of months, every time I console stream, my my audio is cutting in and out like rhythmically. It's like. Would that be a Would that be an internet issue? Something like that. No, I've tried it. I've even done it. I've even console streamed to my phone over my home network. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter whether I'm on 5G or on my home network. I get mm. that audio bug all the time, and it never goes away. Mm. Well, it's still in beta, technically. So, I've thought about even, I thought about even deleting the Xbox app off of my phone and re-download it. Maybe I got a bad update or something. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Only, only time will tell. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I've even I've even stopped using my uh my phone at work to console stream to actually play anything. Now I just link to my console to check for updates and move stuff around from drive to drive. But I, uh, I don't uh, want a uh, game if I got no sound. Yeah. Like you, you stopped using your phone at work for playing games. Like, was that supposed well, to be already a thing? No, no. When you're in engineering, man, you got all the time in the world. You got too much time. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. So to end out all this right. episode, because it's been almost two hours now, from each of you, what is one game you would love to see announced that? at E3, and what is one crazy prediction that it, it doesn't have to be, it can be stupid, it can be like over the top, but I want to hear what your prediction is, and then after E3, we'll come back and see if any of them have actually come true. So, uh, we'll start with you, the Jinnah. One game you want to <laughs> see get announced, and one a prediction. Uh, one game I want to see get announced is Gears 6. I think Gears 5 was one of the best in the series. It kind of recovered after I thought 4 was a bit too slow to start. And the Hive Busters DLC just seems to be universally loved by everyone. So I think whilst they're on a roll, let's just announce number 6 and get it. Start the hype train. Um, crazy prediction. Microsoft is going to bring back Lionhead and we're going to have a new black and white and the, finally the movies to the game I deserve. I agree with that one. I'm all down for that. I was thinking about could they use the Lionhead IP for something like a, a new uh, a new studio at one point the other day. I was so it's weird that you've said that. <laughs> There's so much stuff sat there since they closed them that they could bring back so many great games. Yeah, exactly. It, it's madness. It's madness. What about you, Slayer? Then. Um, personally, I would even though I finished playing through fable anniversary right now i would love to see fable one two and three get remastered for the xbox series x that'd be friggin' awesome um remade, i think remade uh well yeah i mean definitely like you know upgrades for, for one and two maybe yeah um and maybe three i guess change change up some of the things in the game but you know i'm not i'm not trying to be picky i i would i would as long as you know they improve the graphics and the UI and stuff like that, uh, I think that would be good for me. Um, and then a crazy prediction, huh? Uh, 
I guess a new studio acquisition for Microsoft. What studio? Maybe. Any specific studio? Uh. Maybe. It would be crazy if they bought out uh, THQ Nordic. <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> oh my god, the back catalog alone would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I actually love their games and the you know and the IP that they that they own is is is, is great so that would be awesome. All right, what, what about, about you, Bob? Bob? I want to see him get back on the back compat train. I want to see some games that missed the mark to back compat, like the Fear series. I want to see <laughs> those games get brought into the new gen, um, with the FPS boost and auto HDR. Uh, want to see uh, iOS xCloud yeah. like it, like a physical usable ready to go iOS ready, it's getting launched sort of thing yes I want to see it nice uh, browser based whatnot, and some new back compat titles I want to see them open that back up nice any Chris predictions or was that the crazy, crazy prediction? prediction. <laughs> uh, well, that was the crazy prediction there. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy? Okay, I got your crazy prediction. Rise, Son of Rome 2. You stole my prediction. What about you, Alucard? Oh, man. I want to see Hellblade 2 gameplay. Um, that's the game that I think they're going to show. Hellblade 2 extra world gameplay not a trailer uh and then a crazy prediction man instead of the k4 <laughs> <laughs> well, i was gonna say i was gonna say state of k3 but uh it's already been announced i will not wake i will not wake two officially being made the fact, have you yeah. heard the rumor that epic have commissioned that yeah, I heard about that. I'm yeah. gutted. I hope as long as it comes to Xbox, I don't care. I'll buy. Uh, to be yeah. fair, if it comes to PC, I'll buy it on PC. If it comes to PlayStation, I'll buy a PlayStation to play Alan Wake Two. Wherever it goes, yeah. they get my buy. I think it's going to be a multiplayer. Yeah, I think it will be. That Epic just want that sweet money, don't they? They don't give a shit. So yeah. Because think about. Mm. I mean, the thing is, Hellblade Two is something that <laughs> I think they're going to show at E3, and it's going to be insane. I think that game is going to be super brutal. It's going to be this so violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a like a mind melter. It's going to be psychological. Oh man! I, I, super violent. It'll never see PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. What about but... you, Fabio? Then, <laughs> like I would love to see Everwild gameplay. That's one of the things I would love to see as well. Uh, Banjo Kazooie remastered, just like they did with Crash Bandicoot, the Crash Bandicoot and Spiral trilogy. And my crazy prediction, hmm, it would be to Xbox buying Crytek and announcing our Rise Son of Rome 2. But since uh, Bob stole that from me, my crazy prediction will be we are bringing back Blinks the Time Sweeper. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Oh, I doubt that's happening. But <laughs> you really think that? Oh God! 
So my game prediction is Dead Rising 5 because you can't have an Xbox without a Dead Rising game. So crack on. Give me a Dead Rising 5. And uh, my crazy prediction is... Um, oh, Gabe Newell comes out and they, they're putting the Valve VR headset onto Xbox because it's technically a little PC. It can run it. Val, uh, Gabe loves Xbox. He says it's X- Xbox is his con- the best console, so... Yeah, let's do that. Let's instead of we don't need a Microsoft specific VR, we just need a VR headset. So why not work with the best one out, one of the best ones out there? So and they're bringing and be able to play Half Life. Yeah, and Half Life Alexa's coming out on day one when this VR headset gets released with compatibility and it's on Game Pass. Just mm-hmm. to throw it in there and Half Life Three because why not? Because you never know. <laughs> yeah. X- Xbox exclusive Half Life Three that would make some people rage, wouldn't it? <laughs> just to implement the uh, direct Wi-Fi technology into the headset. Valve needs to get with Xbox and get that done. Yeah, exactly. It just seems silly. Why, why, why invest all that time and effort designing your own headset when your console is basically a PC? Just team with someone and give them the cut on like VR games. Like it would save them so much money. Just say like, oh, we'll give you a higher percentage of the sales on the VR games because you're bringing your VR headset over. And it just saves all that money and research getting it ready. It's someone else doing it. It's already established. They don't even have to make them. They can just stick an Xbox compatibility sticker on it. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I would like to see. That's one I could... That, other than game ac- uh, company acquisitions, that's what I would like to see. So... <laughs> We'll see. We'll see in a couple of months if any of these come true. I'm assuming some of these game reveals will, but I don't know about the uh, the predictions. <laughs> but yeah, so we're just uh, we're just under two hours. Bloody hell! So uh, we're gonna end the episode here. I'd like to thank everyone who's uh, jumped on and watched tonight, uh, especially with the time zone differences. I know it's messed it up for a lot of people. Um, as well as for everyone that will be watching these episodes later. Yeah, big thanks to everyone who watches it on either Twitch, YouTube, listens it on Spotify or other podcasting services. Um, yeah, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, we're literally doing it because we are enjoying it and you guys seem to be liking it. So big thanks to everyone who takes the time and effort to listen. Um yeah, thank you. And a big thanks to everyone who's joined in today, all our regulars. Uh, it's always nice to catch up with us on the weekend and have a chat when we're not playing Sea of Thieves too much. <laughs> <laughs> and and for the last time, I'm going to ask you where people can find you. Starting next week, I'm going to put this on the screen so I don't have to ask every single week. So, Jinna, uh, where can they find you? So I'm on Facebook Gaming, Twitch, and YouTube under the Jinner with a space where it allows it. And on Twitter, I always forget. I think I'm at the Jinner Gaming. That's not about right. Probably, yeah. I think it's your the, um, the Jinner Gaming. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I am. Those four beautiful places. Uh, what about you, Slayer? Uh, so I'm Slayer exclusive pretty much everywhere. Uh, YouTube is just Slayer exclusive gaming. Um, and I'm so I'm also on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. Um, I am on Facebook. I have a page on Facebook, but, but you know, I pretty much just post my updates that I put up on YouTube right now. I'm not really using it for anything else. Um, and also, you know, Xbox and PlayStation. Um, I am 
also stay exclusive. So yeah. What about you, KY oh, Bob? Mr. KY Bob. I am KY Bob on every platform. <laughs> I'm KY Bob on every platform. I'm K underscore Y underscore Bob on Twitter. And the KY Bob YouTube channel is up and running. It has no content on it, but it will be your source for the Xbox Series podcast starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on April the 26th. Which we hope, which we hope that when it releases, we meet your friends there and we can record something together. Please, let's do yeah. this. Looking forward to any and all collaborations. Best show of 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After hours, no, just ready to start that grind starting April 26th. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Alucard? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at card 794 uh, Xbox Live, false Ellicard 628. Um, I'm not on YouTube, unfortunately, <laughs> but who knows, maybe one day. Um, but I'm always on Xbox Live for sure. I'm not a big Twitter fan, though. I don't know. It's just that place is just littered with a lot of nonsense, but I'm still on there, though. But yeah, that's about it for me. What about you, Fabio? So you can find me on Twitter as capital F Amorin97. You can find me on Xbox as capital B Bullfun with a capital L Lizard 8. And you can find me on every Saturday doing the Xbox Live Party podcast. And soon find us on YouTube because we do have some plans to make some review games and to review consoles. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's something I was just going to mention, so you've saved me a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Z23Ash or Z23Ash. Uh, I think I might change that to I'm a Ghostbuster soon, but at the moment it's Z23Ash. You can find me on Xbox Live, I'm a Ghostbuster, uh, space between both and a zero instead of the O. And obviously you can find me sort of overseeing the Xbox Live Party Podcast channels. So we are XBL Party Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch and YouTube. And like I say, Fabio's just said, we have lots of cool ideas for YouTube. We're going to be putting a lot more effort into that soon. Uh, proper review videos, proper unboxing videos, loads of cool stuff's coming. Um, and I've also got a backlog of um, review copies for games I've got to do some streams of um, and uh, playthroughs and stuff like that, which will be coming to the Twitch and onto YouTube. Um, but yeah, feel free to check us out on all of those channels. Um, like I say, if you've got any fanboy cringe as well, we've got an idea for a, a YouTube series. So if you do find any fanboy cringe from... Sony fans, what are they, ponies, Xbox, whatever Nintendo fans are, Nintendo files, maybe not that. Uh, or PC Master Racers. Yeah, send us them in the P a PM on uh, Twitter because uh, we're trying to do something funny with that at a later date. So if you can fire them over, that'd be great. Um, and we will be back next Saturday, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time now. Um so uh or british bst uh so make sure you join us then i i would like to know i'm going to put a poll up on uh 
Twitter this week. Would you prefer us to stream this live on YouTube or Twitch? Because I've spoke to a few people who don't watch because it's on Twitch live, because Twitch is a higher bit rate and it burns through their um, data. So I'd love to know, would you prefer us to do this on YouTube or Twitch? So I'll put a poll up. I just want to know, because while we're in an infant stage, we still have time to switch between one or the other platform. It'll still be the same content, exactly the same. It's just where you watch it, basically. Um, but at the moment, obviously, I've been told by a few people Twitch is a, an off-put to them. And obviously, I want as many people to be able to listen along and join in and chat. Um, so if Twitch is what's putting you off, please let us know uh, and we can discuss that internally and possibly make a change in the future. But other than that, thank you guys for joining. Hope you've had a good time. It's always great to catch up with you. And we will see you all next week. See you guys. Thank you so much, everybody. Good week, everybody. Love, 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 gamers.